Hello and welcome to the Divine Discovery Podcast. I am your host, Deja, and I am here to share about all things holistic health, well-being, conscious movement, mindset, manifesting, spirituality, self-confidence, and soulful business. So you can transform into the best version of yourself, bring your dreams into reality, and discover your divinity. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back to the Divine Discovery podcast. I'm very excited for this episode because I have a special guest here with us all the way from Canada, (laughs) my friend Kat. Uh, She is such an incredible business owner. She's been in business for the past few years. She also helps coach women in particular with helping with their cycles and hormones and also coaching them to come back to themselves. So I don't want to obviously do you a disservice by introducing you (laughs) with not the full context of who Kat is. So maybe if you could just let everyone know who you are, uh, what your background is and what your mission is with what you do. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for having me on here. And yeah, who am I? I'm a woman on a mission. I'm a woman on a mission to get stressed and overwhelmed women to reconnect with their bodies and tap back into their feminine and make friends with their cyclical nature. Mm. So I have been in business now for myself for six years and I started my career and juice plus just like you I'm not very active in it anymore um I'm not actively building a team so, and I've moved away from that and I've explored a couple of different modalities since so I started with the menstrual cycle work because I love it like I remember learning about cyclical living myself and just being like whoa how have I lived 30 years of my life not understanding my cycle and my hormones and like what I just don't understand how that's a possibility so that was kind of the first thing and then I started I did my um, human design reader training which was amazing as well and again just bringing people back to themselves and authenticity and how we work and then recently I've completed my NLP practitioner training and hypnosis practitioner training and I took the training because I wanted to have like one thing that could bring all of my gifts and modalities under one umbrella and really just make Mm -hmm. a difference in people's lives and as I went through the training I realized that oh my god this is incredible And it's actually the tool that I've been looking for to really create lasting change in people's lives. So now I'm very excited to marry all of these things together and through personal coaching, just work on releasing old trauma and old stories and really reconnect to our feminine and our cycle. Yes, I love that. And that is all what I'm about as well, like connecting back to your feminine essence Uh, and that's what I guess like let's let's dive right into it because I'm sure there are a lot of people who have clicked on to this podcast are probably like what by the title and how the feminist (laughs) movement has disconnected us with Uh our feminine nature and essence and power so I'd love Uh for you let's touch maybe first into what you believe is like the feminist movement, maybe how it started and the purpose behind why it started and how it's evolved now and maybe some of like the pros and cons of it. So the women's liberation movement is what it's like originally was called, I believe, started in the 60s 
And I don't know if you've ever like Googled like the in info commercial kind of graphics of the 60s. They used to be super sexist. Like we really were down on the women. And it's like, I'm like, I've looked at it. I'm like, how is this real? So I fully understand why we had to go through that movement. And I'm very grateful that we have, because I very much enjoy the benefits that we've gotten from it, from women's like freedom and being able to vote and, you know, having the ability to work and be equal to men in a, in a certain way. So I'm all for that. And I think it's a really beautiful co- like reason why we started. And I'm very grateful for all the women who've come before me in that sense. Yet I also believe that there's some negative to it. And the more I talk with women, the more I realize that, yeah, there there's a lot of trauma that has come over the years for us. So whether that's, you know, with our cycles and like with the patriarchal way, like being ashamed of our cycles and being disconnected from it and seeing our period and our cycle as a nuisance and kind of like just like oh I just don't want to deal with it and like it's good if you feel indifferent but a lot of people have very negative emotions about their cycle and I do believe that that's maybe even like the aftermath of still you know the the society what it used to be before feminism and really just kind of making it a taboo for women to talk about their cycles but then the other thing that I do believe has come from this women's liberation movement, and I've actually had a lot of conversations with some of my own coaches about this and really just having the realization myself and like bringing one-on-one together that, oh my God, by us striving to have the same rights as men and show up like men do and like have the careers and do the things and be successful, we've actually disconnected from our feminine. Mm, yeah so much that comes from that so we're like living in our masculine and if we live in the masculine we push our men into the feminine and if we live in the masculine we are like blocking off one of the main feminine traits which is receiving and there's so much to it yes well I love that little backstory but like like let's see let's talk around the topic of the feminine and masculine energies because maybe there's someone listening to this who is like I don't, what do you mean we have there's feminine and masculine energies in all of us like what do you mean like there can be feminine men and like really heavily masculine women so maybe if you can explain like the difference between the feminine and the masculine mm-hmm. uh, energies not as a gender um, yeah. and then maybe even share what it looks like for a woman to be predominantly in her masculine and maybe how that affects her partner or whoever is around her, to, uh, like a man to be in his feminine. Mm, totally. And this is like so important because we all have both of these energies within us. We have the masculine, we have the feminine and you will have one that you're more comfortable with. And traditionally the feminine was to be, used to be that the one that was more dominant and more comfortable for women and then the masculine and men but now it's kind of like it's all a big mush and it's all getting confused and there's just so much to it but essentially the masculine energy the masculine part of us is all about the logical the the confidence the focus the goal driven the doing the strength the stability being clear being assertive yeah and really kind of that goal getter energy that we really find in our society like the doing 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 achieving more doing more showing up more being more 
like all that and very like logical and rational and like this has to be explained in this kind of way and it, it's just it's very much in the box mm. it's kind of like just in the box very straightforward that's what it is and then the feminine is more the intuitive the generous the nurturing the creative the collaboration caring receptivity grateful being in flow and it, it's more like out of the box because it can kind of change and mold and go with the flow so someone once explained this to me and I think it's really beautiful because we both we need both like it's not like the masculine is better than the feminine or the feminine is better than the masculine like no we need both so the feminine is the river like you can think of the river it's constantly changing and flowing and it's like beautiful and it's moving but if we don't have river banks the feminine, the water is just going to flow everywhere and it's going to be a mess. So the masculine is the river banks and it's kind of giving us the structure to then flow and ease and kind of go with the flow. <laughs> so those are like the traditional kind of energies of the masculine and the feminine. And I, I think the other question that you have said, what, it, what does it look like when we live, when a woman lives in the masculine and what that kind of does? So, as I mentioned, society very much lives in the masculine. You know, if you think about our society, it's goal-focused, it's always doing, it's constantly like stressed, achieving more, doing more. It's very much that masculine energy. And if we think about like what society perceives as not so great is the like being in the flow and like community. It's it's really about you know, being more like, yeah, just one person and I'm just like doing me. And yes, my family matters, but nothing else does. It's like very, like, huh. so we, we've kind of condemned uh, the communal way of living and relying on each other. And it's more like we're living in the sense of like, no, I got to like achieve it all on my own. And I can't ask for help because asking for help is, is not good versus like feminine is all about receiving help and being in the community and collaborating and holding space and and, and all of that so as a woman if you're mainly living in the masculine like yes that is serving you to an extent because it will help you achieve your goals it will help you like create a business create a life all those things but if you're constantly sitting in the masculine you are disconnecting from that feminine flow and in essence we are feminine and I there's no scientific proof to this, but I do believe that the fact that we are just so in our masculine has disconnected us from our cycle and from us being so disconnected from our cycle has led to so many different hormonal issues. And then there is a scientific proof as well of like if we are constantly in a stress response, for, for instance, as a woman, the main stress hormone is cortisol and one of our main sex hormones is progesterone. It's actually the, the hormone that runs kind of the second half of our cycle. And it's the one that helps us calm down and nurture and kind of just be. Progesterone and cortisol share metabolic pathways. So they are created in the same part of our body, essentially. They, but they can't be created at the same time. So if we're constantly in a stress response, our body is always going to choose creating cortisol over progesterone. And if we don't create progesterone, we are having hormonal imbalances and hormonal imbalances lead to issues, fertility issues, cycle issues, 
like you name it like if and if we don't have enough progesterone we're going to be in estrogen dominance and that is actually one of the main culprits for a lot of hormonal issues for women so that is literally what physically scientifically happens in our body if we're constantly in that masculine energy of doing 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 achieving 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 it's stressful and if we're constantly in that we're not producing our progesterone and here we are having all these hormonal issues oops sorry my husband <laughs> <laughs> always interrupting <laughs> um I love how you touched on that too and how like I can I'm proof of this too like I went through this because I was predom- I watched my mom be predominantly in her masculine where I thought okay well it's only safe for me to be in my masculine all the time and when I was constantly stressed that's when I was dealing with hormonal imbalances like I went off the contraceptive pill two after seven years and that made everything out of whack as well like so it's been almost like a relearning of coming back to my feminine essence and I'm still learning it today I still have friends that I talk to that are challenged so much with especially my friends who are currently single to actually help like help themselves to tap more into their feminine essence to with their feminine energy because being in their masculine has served them for so long and kept them safe and in survival almost as well so yeah it's very very interesting the fact that how society and other things and even just watching our own mothers do it mm-hmm. too um so i guess when it comes to like tapping into your feminine energy, what would be like the best advice you would give someone to start to shift out of masculine dominance for a woman and step more into their feminine power and feminine essence and energy? Mm, There's so much. Where do I start? I guess the simplest things, which is something that everyone can do, is just even think about how you dress. Do you mainly wear jeans and pants leggings probably most women these days do so just starting to bring in more dresses and skirts it sounds so silly and simple but it will really allow you to shift and then the other thing is like even wearing your hair down instead of constantly up in a like bun or ponytail or whatever Just allowing yourself to really bring in some of those feminine traits, especially if you've been so disconnected from it. So those are some really simple things that anyone can basically do. And you really don't need to be, you know, paying a lot of money for this. The other thing, again, which is super simple thing that you can start to do that is super available is every day start to become more present. And those can be just little moments. Like, don't think of this like, oh, my God, there's another thing I got to do on my to-do list. Like, no, it's like looking for the moments, like when you first wake up, can you open your eyes and just take a couple of really nice, deep, nourishing breaths? Like, let's do it right now. Like, like you straight away feel so much more in your body. And that is one way of tapping into the feminine. It could also be you just having a shower and just like feeling the water go down your skin and just like not noticing those sensations or maybe it's when you're outside and you it's sunny and you just feel the sun on your skin it's those little moments of presence of allowing yourself to simply be and just notice what is happening around you so those are some really simple ways of tapping into your feminine 
And then movement, um, like dance or even like yoga that, and I'm not talking about the like vigorous kind of yoga, but more like the slower movements that really enable you to just be. And then of course it's reconnecting with your cyclical nature. And this is for any woman, not just for those who are still in their menstruating years, like we're all benefiting from living cyclically. So if you don't experience a regular cycle, you can connect to the moon cycle and really just embody the ebb and the flow. Because the beautiful thing with a cycle is actually that it, it has both the masculine and the feminine. The first half of our cycle up from menstruation to ovulation is actually more of the masculine energy it's like the rising energy and like doing and putting yourself out there and then the second half of our cycle after ovulation till our next bleed is actually more feminine in nature because it's more like a coming home and slowing down and taking stock so it's beautiful that our cycle literally has the feminine and masculine embodied into it like we have that in our bodies that we have the balance within us so reconnecting to that, like those four tips would, would probably be my main ones. And even if you cho only choose one of them, you'll start to notice benefits. Yeah, definitely. And touching on like your cyclical like nature and cycle, what are some of like, do you feel like is the misconceptions or even some of like the lies we've been told as women when it comes to our cycle and our periods? Mm, there's so many. Where do I start? <laughs> Well, the first one is like that it's something negative and like a burden to carry. There's actually so much magic in our cycle that we can connect to, like the different phases. They all have their own different superpowers that we get to tap into and reconnect with. So I would say like the biggest one is that your period is 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 something negative. It's, it's like the biggest lie we've been told because I do understand that a lot of us can experience menstrual shadows and pains and hormonal imbalances and things like that. And they will dampen our cyclical experience, but they're just ways of our body trying to communicate with us and sharing like what's wrong and giving us an opportunity to actually take stock and kind of come home to ourselves. Uh, so that's one of the biggest ones. Um, another one around our cycle is that the period is the, is the main event. That's so not true. It's actually our ovulation that is the main event of our cycle and tracking your ovulation is extremely beneficial for many, many reasons. So that would be another big myth and just in general what we get taught around our cycle like we don't get taught about the hormonal changes that we experience or the fact that our period blood like shit like tells us so much about the quality of our health like the color and consistency and everything so those would probably be the the main ones that it's you know we're being taught that it's something negative and shameful and um, that it always has to be negative and that the period is the main event where it's actually it's your ovulation Yes, I love that too. And I sometimes can find myself get caught up in the trap still that like I'm like in my ovulation phase and I'm like loving it. And then I come out of it and I'm like about to go into my period and I'm like, no, like trying to reach yeah. for the ovulation phase. Like, no, I want to stay in this. But then yeah. actually honoring, like I feel like that's a big word, honoring each phase that you're in mm -hmm. and using it to, to its advantage. Like this... Uh, like this world has been so set up for the 24 hour cycle, which like men predominantly have, well, their cyclical nature is in the 24 hours where they get all the energy in the morning, like they can sustain it. And then at the end of the day, that's when it starts to like wind down. Whereas we have like the 28 day cycle cycles so are actually honoring that and finding out ways of how you can 
plan out your your weeks, your months in order to match which phase of your cycle you're in because there's going to be times where you have more energy than that you can do for socializing and going out there. And there's other times when you're going close to your period or just after your period where it's like you need to real like really go internal kind of in your little cocoon to like rest, restore and yeah, really like take the, each of those phases of your cycles for what they are and honor each of them. It's so important. And that comes back to another big misconception, which I guess I kind of forgot to mention is like the whole thing of like rest is bad. Mm. And that is again, like so much engraved into our society. And like women are like, no, I got to show up the same way I do during ovulation that I need to do in my period. Like, no, resting is important. Like think about nature. Nature goes through seasons. Nature slows down. It can't be all the time. Go, go, go. And you're the same, like you need rest, you need to slow down, you need to take yeah. stock, you need to take those moments of like just being with yourself and there's so much beauty in your bleed, like in your period that you can tap into. Yeah, so resting like, and then the receiving piece, I guess I forgot that to mention that when we talked about, you know, what's like the negatives of um, losing touch with our feminine. Well, it kind of goes back to the whole concept of like the strong independent woman. And that was something that I was like brought up with as well. Cause that was what I witnessed my mom go through because I, she was a single mom from when I was born until five years of age when she mm-hmm. met my stepdad. So I got modeled, you know, she gave up a lot for us, like for us to be able to do, have the life we live. So I saw that and I obviously modeled that from my own life and, I always like used to tell her when I was like young, like I'm going to make more money than my partner. And like, I'm going to be this strong, independent woman. And I see this in so many women, like that striving and wanting to be more and do more. And when we're in that energy, again, it's, it's more like masculine in nature. We're blocking off receiving because we're like, no, I'm a strong, independent woman. I need to do it on my own. I can do it on my own. I don't need anyone to help me. I'm doing this. Just let me do it. With that, you're blocking off receiving, which is one of the dominant feminine traits. And if you block yourself receiving help, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if you're blocking yourself from receiving help, you're blocking yourself from receiving other things as well. Mm. Receiving love, receiving money, receiving better opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Like, because that used to definitely be me. I remember having lots of debates around, like, previously when I was, I think I was, yeah, early 20s, still single. And I was like, nah, like, I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need a man. I don't need anyone. Like, I can support myself. I can do what I need to do. Um, And then when I actually, got into my now current relationship long-term relationship I realized how much I had been neglecting my feminine because he actually helped me to drop into my feminine and not that you need anyone essentially like if you're single right now and you really want to learn how to tap into your feminine you can do that on your own and I do believe I did definitely did that like um by myself too in moments of that year before I met my now partner but he definitely helped me to drop more into my feminine, which has also helped support me with even, yeah, like building my business to even like how I want to show up in the world and, you know, like a trusting, receiving, like flowy state. So 
yeah, it's it's been absolutely incredible kind of like watching the polarity between where I was before (laughs) I am now. And yeah, I see, still see so many women who are full, just like neglecting that part of themselves because yeah, because of the feminist movement of like, I need to be independent. I need to, like, I don't need a man like vibes, which I totally understand where it's stemmed from. However, there's so much almost like hate on men that now it's like causing our men to not step into their divine masculine and to come out of that. So maybe even touch on that. Like, how would you maybe extend on how you feel like the the feminist movement now, what it's evolved into, how that's affecting like our men today in order to for them to be in their divine masculine to actually support us women. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see that a lot of, um, again, this is like a big generalization, but a lot of the women who are like very much like all the men are bad, I can do it on my own. They are like very much in their masculine and everything is a mirror, right? Mm -hmm. So if we see the men being in their masculine and we actually like secretly kind of don't necessarily admit that that's part of us we are like hating them because we are sitting in our own masculine and we're not actually 100% comfortable with that so the whole like women hating men is because we're just so in our own masculine that we can't receive the masculine because everything in life is working towards balance so if we're in our masculine we can't handle someone else being in their masculine as well because it's creating that frictions and something is going to have to give. And if your identity is enwrapped in like, I'm that strong, independent woman, I can do it on my own. Then like, you're not going to attract that beautiful divine masculine, that healthy masculine to you. And maybe you'll even attract a different man that is living very much in their feminine because he's been pushed into the feminine because all the women around him are so much in the masculine. And then we complain about these men that aren't doing enough and they're not the providers and they're just lazy, but actually it's like the balance needs to come from somewhere. So the more we allow ourselves to go into our healthy feminine, the more men will be able to step into their healthy masculine. And I mean, what kind of point are you proving with even like as simple as like, I can carry my own shopping bags. Why not receive the help and let a man carry your shopping bags? Like what is wrong with that? If he wants to help you and he wants to be that person for you, like why not receive the help? Because again, like if you're blocking that receiving, you're blocking receiving in all areas of your life. Yes. I really, yeah. Can we touch (laughs) on the... This may be very triggering for a lot of people who are listening to this. However, I'm all about like on this podcast triggering because triggering triggers lead to teachings, like and leads to you growing and learning and leaning into the triggers so you can evolve and grow. So what about the the phrase of it's all men? How would you expand on that? Uh, particularly as well, because I have had instances to like young where there has been sexual abuse there in my own personal history as well so I believed that for a while too and then I had some really not great experiences with guys in high school and things like that so how would you touch on this topic when it comes to like the feminist movement talking about like it's all men like it's all men are bad kind of thing yeah yeah 
this goes back to what you think about you manifest about mm. so again it's like you're attracting everything into your reality and this is going to be a trigger for a lot of people to look at the actual fact that everything that is going on in your life you've attracted whether consciously or unconsciously yeah because it has some kind of gain or it's felt familiar or whatever so the whole like all men are bad if you believe that you're going to find proof of that yeah so the men that you're going to attract into your life may not be in their healthy masculine they may not be the best men but you've attracted them into your life for a reason Mm. because you've been focusing on that yeah so the more you focus on that the more you're going to get proof of that that's exactly what is happening Mm. yeah so yeah it's like take a stock of your beliefs take a stock of what's happening in your mind and take a stock of what you focus on because what you focus on expands Mm. yeah I think it's interesting too, the fact that whatever belief systems we have running, our brains always want to prove that we're right. Yeah. So we'll find, it. we'll focus on that. It will focus on if all men are bad, bad they're gonna, it's going to literally bring you experiences and situations where it's going to continually to confirm that belief because exactly. if your brain wants to prove you right. So it's very interesting that fact to actually like in order for you to change your relationship with men if you're listening to this and you really want to shift that relationship that you have with men because maybe you haven't had the best past experiences have a look at okay what beliefs am I holding around that and how can I start to shift them and sometimes too like I truly believe certain instances and experiences and situations I had where that weren't great with in the past with men with boys were there to actually as an invitation to invite me to step into my feminine power to own my own feminine essence and a lot of like lessons because every I believe as well that everything happens for a reason and nothing happens to you it happens for you for some bigger purpose some bigger reason it's not that just happened to you and it was shit like there's a purpose behind it whether it's for your own evolution and growth and whether it's to help you to shift something or Mm. Like the experiences that I had previously, even like the experience I had, like when I was really young with that uh, sexual abuse encounter, like that has helped me to step into the woman I am today. And as like weird as that sounds and how maybe some people are thinking like, oh, like how can you even say that about that experience? There's still polarity in, in everything. There's still like the plus and the minus. There's still the light and the dark in everything. And I can see that experience now mm-hmm. that it also helped me break the cycle because my mum was someone who was like, I'm going to use some triggering words in here, but like raped, abused, like sexual abuse, all the things from a very young age, from like three years old to like early 20s. So I know that I was there to break the cycle so it doesn't continue on to generations because I, I I feel like this has definitely been something that's gone on for generations back too. So there's always purpose and reasons behind this and it's often yeah an invitation for you to heal it whether it's for you or for generations yeah past and to come and especially as kids like I mean until we're seven years of age we're basically just 
a pure unconscious mind. So we're very suggestible. So if you what like witnessed your mom go through that mm. as a child we put our parents on a pedestal so if we see th- them go through it somewhere inside of us we're like well if they're going through it it must be okay so I'm going to attract the same and that's what I mean with like the unconscious mind it yeah. doesn't work the same way as your conscious mind it doesn't like understand like oh no this is bad and then talking about bad and good they're just labels like what you think is bad and good is going to be different to what I think bad and good yeah yeah and another person walking down the street is going to think about something different about bad and good. So even coming back to accepting that, yes, horrible things happen to us and we go through a lot of experiences in our life, but everything that happens, every person that is involved in that moment is doing the best they can at that time with the knowledge that they have in that moment. Mm. I, I do fully believe that. So And that is, again, triggering because how can someone who's an abuser be a good person? They did the best they could with the knowledge they had at that very moment. Yeah. You have no idea what's happening in their life and what led them to be there. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this is is deep work. Like this is, it's not easy to face that and you need to be ready to face these kind of things. And, And as well, like, like you said, like this came up for you to heal that ancestral trauma, that ancestral pattern that was going on. Because as well, one of the things on our unconscious mind is it will bring up our trauma and the things we've gone through. It will repress it for a while to actually protect us. And then every now and then when we're actually doing really good, it will bring up those repressed emotions and feelings and things for us to heal. Yeah. So how, you know, how we're like going through sometimes and we're like doing really well. And then suddenly something happens. And you're like, oh, why did it have to happen? Well, it's happening because you're in a good state. So your unconscious is like, oh, she's doing really good. So maybe she can actually deal with this trauma that she's been carrying all her life. So let's bring it up and see if she can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that comes to the surface too is order yes. like for it to be healed. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to it for a reason and no like coming back to the beliefs, no belief is good nor bad because they're just labels. It's just what is serving you, what has served you. And if you want it to serve you moving forward, mm-hmm. or if it's like, no, this is, this served me for a while in at order outer to keep me safe, to like, keep me comfortable, to keep me stuck in the story. So I didn't have to own it or heal it. So in the way to like if something is coming to the surface now it's an invitation to heal it and often to like the universe will often give you like a little knock to be like hey let's heal this <laughs> and then if you don't listen to that little knock it will start to be like a yell and then if not it will start to be like a big explosion if you're not listening to that too and often that can happen in circumstances as like a car accident or like something big happens in order to shake you up so you can heal it and shift it because it's no longer serving you anymore. And I, I think coming back to as well, like, like if you have this belief that I, I'm an independent woman, I could do it all, like, which we can, like, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. But it's is that serving you? Is that serving your relationships? Is that serving you being in your feminine power as a woman? Yeah. So I think it definitely comes back to that as well. Yeah. And there's so much power to the feminine. Like that's where our intuition lies. Yeah. And 
apparently there is scientific proof to this as well. But I can't remember the studies or whatever that where they're coming from. But as women, it's actually easier for us to tap into the intuition. We'll actually have this inner knowing, but we're often so disconnected from it because again we choose to like block off our feminine but your intuition is super powerful and it mm. can really guide you to some pure magic in your life and that's a gift that yeah. we have that as women because men don't have the same kind of intuition so do you believe that being more connected to your intuition is actually going to lead you to some pretty epic things in your life like i would think so so why are you blocking yourself from receiving that Yes, yes, intuition piece is a big one too because then you can actually be so connected to intuition that you don't even put yourself in certain situations that make you unsafe because your intuition will literally speak to you like loud (laughs) once you're actually tuned into it and on that frequency. Um, Well, let's, I think this has been such a powerful conversation and it may have, has been, have been triggering to certain people who have been listening to this, but just please lean into the triggers. Ask yourself, like, why is, does this trigger me so much? Just so as an invitation to look at it and see whether it's maybe a, a wound that maybe you need to work through um, and just take the what we've said here, like take it on and just nourish in, nourish in it or melt into it a little bit just to see where you want to take what we've said and how you want to implement it into your life as well. I guess how I would like to finish it off as well is maybe just asking you, Kat, one question around like someone is listening to this and they feel so like stuck. They just feel like they don't even know what to do. What would be one piece of advice you would give them when it comes to yeah helping them to step into their feminine power, but maybe they just like feel so disconnected to it that they don't know how to even make that happen so what would be your biggest piece of advice to them we'll start with the steps that i mentioned earlier but then also don't be afraid to ask for help mm-hmm. it's like especially you know everything you've done so far has gotten you exactly to where you are right now so everything you've been doing so far is not going to get you to a different place because you just can't get create different results with the same kind of actions yeah. so ask for help work with someone who can witness you and can hold you and can pick up on your limiting beliefs and guide you in reframing and really looking into how can I change and just have someone in your corner. It's definitely one of the biggest pieces I believe is investing in yourself and working with someone who is a professional in this realm and just allowing them to guide you. Yeah, I love that. Beautiful. Amazing. Well, for those of uh, those who are listening to the episode and that want to learn a bit more of you, they want to be in your world, they want to want more of you or want some more advice from you and help from you, uh, maybe you just give them where they can find you, what you've got going on at the moment and how they can work with you. You can find me on Instagram. That's my most active social platform at It's Coach Cat. And currently there's a couple different things that I have got going on. Um, I do have a little mini course on learning to chart your cycle and I mean your full cycle, not just your period and really learning to kind of connect to all the different phases and starting to kind of check in with how you feel. So kind of tapping into that feminine of just being, I do have a free course. You can find it in the link in my bio and Instagram. I also offer human design readings. So if you want to learn like what is your unique blueprint in life and how you can create more abundance and flow I offered those and um, 
I am very, very excited for my one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I offer either six or 12-week packages where we can really take a look at the stories that are currently running your life and have gotten you to where you are and how, can, how we can reframe. But then the beauty is I offer change work, which actually is a change work. We go back to when that emotion or feeling or limiting relief initially started. And sometimes that might be in your lifetime. Sometimes that might be in a previous life, or maybe it is an ancestral. And then we go back to the moment of where it started and we actually heal it there and we're able to move ahead and kind of leave that behind. So that's some really, really powerful stuff that I offer. And that makes me really excited because it really enables you to step into a whole new version of yourself and just be your most fabulous, amazing self. Yes, I love it. I'll pop all of Kat's links uh, in the show notes below so you can check her out. But thank you so much for jumping on and doing this episode with me. It's been a really beautiful topic. Got a bit deep there. I didn't expect it to get that deep, but I love it. Always <laughs> here for it. <laughs> That's um, how it goes. Yeah, mm -hmm. always, always. Okay, I'm going to finish it off there. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank and thank you, Kat, for joining me today. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it served you today and I hope you got some delicious value from it. And if you did love it, please share this on your socials and make sure to tag me at the divine underscore discovery and connect with me further on there. I always love to receive messages and I would love to hear your takeaways from either one of these episodes on the podcast. And make sure you check the show notes below to make sure you don't miss out on any links for what we spoke about in this episode and also for any other links to find out more information about how to work with me, my services and my offerings. Have a beautiful divine day, lovelies.